the raven's eye i'm your host alan mitchell my medicine name is raven's spirit this podcast is partnered with earth and spirit medicine owned and operated by my friend winfield ivers his medicine name is coyote thunderhawk he is a shaman here in the state of utah so make sure to visit earthandspiritmedicine.com and check out the great services they provide on this episode we talk about the children May that be the children of this Mother Earth right now, or the inner child within each and every single one of us. But we'll just jump right into it. So again, thanks for listening to Inside the Raven's Eye, and enjoy. Alright, so two years ago, I'd say about two years ago, I had that medicine work with Ashley. And about halfway through the, the medicine work, I, I felt so good and I ran into like an ocean and I wanted to play in the waves and just go swimming in the ocean. And when I looked back, I saw Jesus holding me as a little child. And fast forward to the last time we filmed, you mentioned that, that vision, that dream that you had of Jesus with you and your child self by the river. And that kind of shocked me because I kind of had that same experience and I just never really talked about it. So I had a vision a couple days ago that I went back to that beach. I approached Jesus and, and my younger self and Christ asked me if I wanted a blessing. And I said yes. He asked me to kneel down and he had my younger self, which was about five years old, reach out his hands and place them on my head. I could feel and see a rainbow energy flying all around all of us in a circle. I heard Jesus speak in my mind and he said, continue to ask the questions that people are afraid to ask. Ask the questions that darkness does not want you to ask. Dig deeper into the questions of how darkness works. People need to know how the, inner, how the enemy is working against them. How can people better protect themselves and the young ones? And so I, I guess my, that is my question, but for me I was thinking, you know, this, it seems as if darkness, when it works through the families, it always kind of goes after the kids. It seems like the kids are the biggest priority right now in protecting and giving this wisdom? Well, you know, it's it's really interesting to me about the kids of today because they seem to have a protection. They seem to have gifts. They seem to have abilities, they seem to have talents, they seem to have much, much more coming out of the womb than, say, when I was a child. 
I remember hearing an ecclesiastical leader oh, 40 years ago maybe saying something about your children will be becoming wiser and the great ones are being saved for these last days, trying times, something like that. And I thought a lot about that. And if I imagine in my mind like a waiting line of children wanting to have the opportunity to come and be born again, perhaps, if they have lived lives prior, that they maybe want to remember things that they didn't in a previous life and work through them in a greater way, and perhaps also be able to help their parents. So that almost sounds opposite of what you were asking, kind of. So the parents having these children that are off the charts gifted and parents not knowing perhaps what to do and not knowing how to take the key and unlock the treasure chest in that child to bring about that essence of perfect light so that they can help their parents. And so the parents, and there's a lot of kids that are living with their biological mothers and fathers, but there are more who are not in our current reality upon this planet, all around, everywhere. Many grandparents are raising these children because the parents may have been contaminated by darkness into, and usually, deep addictions that they are unable to administer the love, the nurturing, and take that key and unlock that treasure chest in these children. So the children are greatly disturbed and not knowing why. The grandparents are greatly disturbed and not knowing why. And that dark force does not want, so here's coming to your way of asking this, does not want anyone to unlock that treasure chest of greatness, of pure light in these children. In May of 2007, I had a vision 
and a lot of my loved ones, ancestors who'd already taken their spirit journeys were communicating with me and the vision seemed to be coming to an end and I asked a question. I asked, is there anyone else here who needs to speak with me? And everybody parted. And all of a sudden, there was this beautiful young woman walking to me. And she was probably around nine or ten or something like that. And she said, as she looked up at me, tell mommy I love her. That's my daughter, Madeline, who is now 12. I told my girlfriend at the time, hey, you're pregnant. She said, no, I'm not. I said, yeah, you're pregnant. I had a vision. That's how much I believe the visions. So... She was pregnant. We later became married prior to her birth. And so my youngest son, before I was divorcing my my previous spouse, whom I have three children with that are older, and there are many other stories which we shall not share today, but I told her I, I have a son, and his name is Journey Wade Ivers, Wade after my brother Wade, who took his spirit journey on July 1st, 1994, so he could be named after his uncle and journey, because it's an eternal journey. Like in that other episode where I was speaking of Hiawatha telling me about the round log, never to be consumed in the fire. No beginning, no end, like that, and then all these years later, I get my boy. So, children are our own child self. People say, oh, I need to go and back in time and, and heal my young child. Well, I kind of get that. I never sought that. It just seemed to be a part of my healing and my merging into completeness rather than fragment. So I think that spirit knows where we're at, knows what's up and how we are in need of certain blessings and certain indicators at certain times that we know not. There are certain things that I would like to experience, to, to have, to witness that 
it's not time. It's not up to me that way. So no matter what I think, speak, feel, and do, there are just some things the Spirit knows a lot more about. And it's best to trust that rather than think our ability to manifest is not up to par. <laughs> Which seems to be a mystified trend. Seeking our, our child to heal and seeking to become a manifesting machine. So, children, how do we assist the children right now on this planet so they can teach us? Because we have a stewardship, and with this stewardship comes a responsibility, and with that responsibility, we must engage ourselves and put ourselves first in the way that we fuel ourselves every day, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, in order to put ourselves last, in order to put the children first. And I hope that makes sense for everybody. Because we're no good to anybody when we're sick. We're no good to anybody when we're diseased. We're no good to anybody when we're fragmented. We might have a little influence out there. Oh, that's a nice person. Well, thank you for that nice thing you said or did. But when it comes to absolute becoming that eternal seed of greatness, we always must put ourselves first in our personal fuelings. So every day I do my best to get up and start the day in a way that allows me to give the rest of the day and never go to bed feeling cheated. And that's how we want these parents to be or these caretakers of these children to be so they can unlock with a knowledge and not be afraid of a child that says, hey, I see spirits. Oh, no, 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 no. That, that's not, it, or whatever. Because parents or caretakers have fear that projects upon these children with such greatness. And some of them just maneuver through and they don't really give a crap. But when we project our fears upon these wonderful little children who have such unique abilities, gifts, talents, etc., and are necessary for the becoming of our Mother Earth and our humanity to heal, wow, it's imperative to put them first. And again, 
Put yourself first in a healthy way so you can put them first. So get after it, everybody. You need to do something different right this very second. Whoever's listening to this right now, you best engage yourself in a higher notion of who you are in order to become a better steward because I don't own my children. I don't possess my children. I'm a steward. I am here to administer goodness of whatever way that I can. And the only way that I can do that is when I become a better self. I like what Black Elk says. So Black Elk. A book written by John Nehart, uh, let's say he was an anthropologist or something, and so there's a book by John Nehart, Black Elk Speaks. It's worth the read, but anyway, here's a wonderful quote. Every step we take upon Mother Earth should be done in a sacred manner. Each step should be a prayer. The power of a pure heart and soul is planted as a seed and will grow in man's heart as he walks in a holy manner. The spirit is anxious to aid all who seek him with a pure heart. Black Elk. Hope that answered the question. What a powerful message. And what a great lesson. I hope you go back and re-listen to this episode because there is so much sacredness to it. Remember to share this with loved ones, family, and friends. Be sure to visit earthandspiritmedicine.com and check out the great services they provide. You have been listening to Coyote Thunderhawk in Conversations with a Shaman. I'm your host, Alan Mitchell. My medicine name is Raven's Spirit, and I want to thank you. And we will see you on the next Inside the Raven's Eye. Much love and God bless.